Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuit at Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. We are your Triple Take threesome. We've been doing this for years now, so you probably know the drill by now. Uh, we take a look at the NFL Draft position by position leading up to the NFL annual event. And when I say leading up to it, we started this stuff, I don't know, a month, six weeks ago. We still got a month to go, give or take. Uh, we'll drop in some mock drafts here and there just to kind of throw you a curveball every now and then. But uh, we are on round two or in the middle of round two of our position previews. And the way that works, rather than give you a top five, we give you uh, a riser, a faller, and a sleeper. And uh, one of the themes uh, during our recent programs has uh, reared its ugly head again. You know, I like it when we all have somebody different to talk about. I figure, you know, different guys see things di differently. It's not always the case. And uh, Matt Williamson, you and I have been agreeing of late, and we're going to do it again. Our riser, Cade Otten from, oh, okay. from Washington. Great minds. And I made this excuse for myself when we recorded the running back triple take, the second one that when we did the first one, I wasn't in the deep end on running backs yet because the Steelers had taken Najee Harris. Well, the same is kind of true on tight ends. And so I've done a lot more Otten research since we got together the first time to, to rank tight ends. And I think he's my number one now. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to rise on this guy. I mean, six, five, come on up not, for the rising. Chaos. Yeah. Big time. I think he was fifth or sixth for me. Either was a just miss, but he's my favorite. Now they asked him to block a lot at Washington. I think he was a four year starter. They do and that this, there. Yeah, they do that there. Right. I mean, he's going to block. And so he doesn't embarrass himself in that regard. And I think he's the best separator of this group. You know, like Trey McBride's a good player, and he was my one before, but everything's a contested catch. This guy gets open. Yeah, he's really rising. He, he may mm -hmm. end up being the first one pick. I know he's, he's been uh, reportedly a very popular guy. A lot of teams are scheduling pre-draft visits with this kid. Mm -hmm. And I think the Washington thing, you know, certain programs produce a certain kind of guy, and it's pretty consistent. And a Washington tight end or a Washington DB I think you know what you're getting. Uh, at least you got maybe a little better idea than than uh, with anybody sure. else. Tough so uh, yeah. yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a, a arrow pointed up next to Kate Otten. Well, thank, thank goodness, guys. I started writing up Kate Otten when I did mine. Did and really? I, said, wow. I said, you know what? That's going to be too chalky. I'm going to go with somebody else. Very and chalky. So I, and so I did. I went with Daniel Bellinger at a San Diego State, and uh, he's six five, two fifty three. Uh, was in the top five essentially in everything, uh, testing wise at the combine. Ran a four six three forty. That made me go back and watch him again. And I'm not going to say this guy could be George Kittle uh, because Kittle, all he did was block in college. All this guy, this guy blocked a lot in college as well. They didn't throw him the football. But then I watched him in the drills and things at, at the combine, and, and I'm like, oh, he, he moves pretty well. And I went back and watched some more game tape of him. He only had 68 career catches. Kittle was very similar. Uh, because they just they had T.J. Hawkinson as well. He was, you know, Kittle was the blocking tight end. Uh, was it Kittle or Hawkinson at that time or somebody else? They had Fant too. Who Fant, was, no, both Fant. were younger than yeah. him, but they had a lot of yeah. tight ends. Right? A lot of tight ends there. You know, and, and I just like this guy's athletic profile. He's big. He blocks, and I think he's going to be a, a guy that uh, goes uh, somewhere probably a lot sooner than I thought. You know, when we started this process. Dale, let's keep it with you because you and Matt are in agreement on the faller. <laughs> uh, Matt's already uh, in, in previous shows uh, 
established that uh, he's less than impressed with Texas A&M. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's coming out of College Station? Uh, and you're going to pile on a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know what was going on with the uh, the, the track down there, but uh, Jalen Weidermeyer, who was number three on my initial list, uh, ran a 5.03.40 yeah. at, at 6'5", 255 pounds. And if you remember, both the Georgia defensive tackles at the combine ran, you know, four seven eight and four eight zero, and everybody was going crazy. Uh, a tight end who's that slow—I don't think there's been one drafted in quite some time. Now you turn on this guy's tape, and it's like, okay, you know, he gets open, he does a lot of the stuff that you want to see, but I can't get past a five zero three forty. I mean, that—that's super slow. Yeah, and Dale, just to expand on that, I actually looked at, into it a little more, like. What tight ends that ran over a five did get drafted? And it's guys like Nick Boyle, you know, big yeah. time blockers that are 280 pounds. And he's not that. He's not a very good blocker. You know? right. <laughs> like he's not real explosive. Uh, the 40 time was really bad, but his jumps were just as bad. And I don't care what the track is. So he's kind of just a monotone athlete that doesn't stand out as much as he should. Yeah, I kind of used the measurables uh, to identify my faller as well. Uh, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, mm. who I was pretty high on watching a lot of Big Ten football. And then, uh, you know, when you start uh, boiling it down at Indianapolis, now, you know, 481 isn't awful, but it was ninth among tight ends in Indianapolis. Yeah. It wasn't and 503, though. It wasn't 503, <laughs> but I, I had Ferguson in my top five in the initial uh, look at the position. And if he's going to be the ninth fastest guy, he did 15 reps on the bench press, uh, 31-5 on the vertical. And this is a guy who's got an athletic background, multi-sport background. He looks athletic on tape, kind of similar to uh, uh, Kyron Williams, the running back from Notre Dame, who we discussed on, on a recent episode here. Uh, yeah, as good as they look in college when you start – lining them up with the rest of the draft eligibles. There's a significant difference. So I'm downgrading uh, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin uh, just a little bit. Matt, uh, tell us about uh, Jelani Woods, your sleeper. Yeah, I kind of thought we might all have him as the riser. I mean, he's six seven, just a smidge under 260 pounds, was not a big name two months ago leading into this process, goes to the combine, Runs a four six one at six seven, and his jumps were great. Long arms, a real freaky athlete, and much of his career, even going back to Oklahoma State, he was just a big inline blocker, and he's fine doing those things. But well, unleash him, you know, let him go down the field. I, I thought I just had to make sure he was, you know, in this conversation because he's a name everyone needs to know. Dale, I like the guy you included as well. Uh, good hustle going uh, outside of the Indianapolis. Uh... Well, if, if Mike, if you watched the pit pro day, you saw a guy that Kenny Pickett was throwing to a lot without his shirt on. If, if I looked like that, I wouldn't wear my shirt either. <laughs> Talking about Lucas crawl at six, six, two fifty six, uh, a tight end ran a four, five, four forty. I didn't think he was anywhere near that fast. I, I thought he was a pretty good prospect. I was kind of surprised he wasn't invited to the combine. Uh, but not only did he have that four, five, four forty, he had 35 inch vertical. I mean, he was across the board in like the top 80 percentile and above in a, in a lot of those uh, statistics for the tight ends, uh, you know, has a baseball background as well. Was it was drafted by the Giants, uh, transferred to Pitt from Florida. So he was initially a, a Florida recruit. So there's, there's a lot there to like it. And, and yeah, he showed you know, up a lot in the fall, too. You, know, you yeah, noticed yeah, it yeah. when you watched Pitt play. Absolutely. I, I think he really helped himself with his pro day. 
my sleeper is uh, one of my favorite players available in this draft for a lot of reasons. And I'm not sure he's a tight end, but he worked out with the tight ends in Indy. So uh, here he's. Would he have gone to Michigan State? Yes, he did. <laughs> uh. Connor Hayward, 5'11, 233. I, I think he's much more a fullback slash H back. Uh, but he has been a running back at Michigan State. He's been a tight end. He's been a special teams guy. He's just a football player, man. He just makes plays. I've seen this kid go 80 yards for a touchdown against Maryland. I was actually there in the stadium in Maryland. Steelers were playing the Ravens the next day. I was there with two or 3,000 other really interested people watching Michigan State play Maryland. Uh, I wish he had better bloodlines, though, Mike. Well, you know, other than, <laughs> other than Ironhead Hayward and Cam Hayward, he doesn't have much to go there. Uh, a couple of years ago, the pandemic year, he scored two touchdowns against Michigan and then most recently in the Peach Bowl against Pitt. I know you guys remember this catch. He went up in the end zone during Michigan State's comeback and gets drilled in the spleen or the ribs. Comes down with the ball, touchdown. Uh, just I really like his toughness. I really like his ability, as uh, Daniel Jeremiah says, to play above the rim at 5'11", and the the background that Matt uh, made reference to. You know, I'm a big fan of guys who uh, their dad played or coached, their brother played or coached, or is in the league now. Uh, I think it's really advantageous, and I think Connor Hayward's going to end up on a roster somewhere, and I think he's going to make a few plays every week. Great one. Yeah, he's one that uh, every time Matt and I do a mock draft on the dri- on the drive, we always take that seventh round pick and say, "Okay, Connor Hayward." That's <laughs> just yep. just pencil it in. <laughs> he, he really is. Uh, he's fun to watch. He's a good story, and uh, we'll see what that gets him. That's going to do it for our uh, further review on tight ends. Want to remind everybody that uh, this show and all shows like it can be found on. All of the Steelers' social media platforms, we're going to keep cranking out these position previews. Hey, sometimes we're going to agree, sometimes we're not. Uh, That's just the way it works out, but uh, we've got it covered from every angle. Uh, Trust me on that one. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and uh, finding us wherever and however you found us. Until the next time, for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Pursuta. This has been the NFL Draft Triple Take, presented by UPMC.